0: So first things first, Kevin, how are you these days? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. A little bit of long COVID, like a lot of people, so a bit fatigued at times. But, you know, yeah, other than that, good spirits, you know.
1: COVID was also a time for reflection for a lot of people this whole path that kind of ended up on the album, this this uh, metamorphosis, uh, if you can call it, that uh, in your mindset about a lot of things. When did it start? Was it was it in during COVID times? Was it years before? Because I know you went to a similar type of period in the nineties, of of reflecting and, and kind of recovery. So,
0: yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it was years before, not too many, but about uh, twenty sixteen. We did the album uh, Dexies Do Irish and Country. And uh, after that, I just felt quite drained, really. And uh, my mum passed at the end of that year. Um, mm-hmm. She passed from 2016 into 2017. So, um, yeah, I didn't really know where I was and what I wanted. You know, I just felt quite disillusioned with a lot of things. So I started to do some courses and stuff and try and um, work on myself a bit. And, uh, and I really wanted to get away from music. I had no intention of doing music you know one guy even said to me oh what do you do for a living and I said I, I, music and he said oh well when you've done all these courses you'll be able to do music in a different way and I, I almost got angry I was like no I don't want to do music man I just want to you know I just felt quite trapped by music at that point and I wanted to get out of it yeah. but I just kept on doing this stuff and just kept on doing it and uh, it was about 2020 2021 and, and I was feeling pretty good in myself generally and I just thought, hmm, I, I could actually do some music now. I would quite like to do some music. It just changed. Something shifted. And that's um, the first thing I thought, okay, what songs have we got? And I started to look around. And, oh, we got Coming Home. We wrote that years ago. Okay, we got I'm the one that, that loves you. We got all them, you know, okay, that's sounding pretty good. We can move that. Up. We can make some changes and improve that. And then I sat down and I wrote the words for the Feminine Divine. And... Um,
1: you know, the rest of it just kind of fell into place. Really, was there a moment that it clicked for you? Because I I heard you say in previous interviews, you kind of need something to write about. You need something to say uh, in order to do music. And as you just mentioned, you kind of music wasn't even on your mind. So, so what what were the things that kind of start to seep in? Maybe just lines or things that you wanted to say.
0: Well, I think I think quite a lot of it had to do with we remixed. Um, 2IA in 2020, 2021, and that I quite enjoyed doing all of that. You know, working on the songs again and all that. That enjoyed, I enjoyed that. But I think it was when I wrote the words for the Feminine Divine. I just sat down one night and it just came out, pretty much on go. Just all came, just pouring right out. And then I thought, oh, blimey, okay, there's something here. This is something. And then I wrote down a list of all the songs that we had or were working on and i knew what they were all about and then i thought hang on a minute if we start with that one that one there put them in a certain order this thing has a narrative to it, it tells a story so we didn't write it from that point of view it just seemed to just happen you know so okay. i just went just went with it
1: this this transforma- uh, transformation i can imagine and i think everybody had to do it in some shape or form in the past couple of years uh looking at the world and how it's changing but was it confrontational well was it for for instance you do write uh in the feminine divine song and i'm a different person in in every way so so what were these kind of uh, adjustments over time that that have, have happened well around women or in general In general, but in this case, I I suppose it's about women, but I I suppose that transformation is is a little bit bigger, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. And it started before that as well. I mean, Mm. you know, I grew up in a very, well, I found it a very macho environment. And certainly, um, that's what I took from it. That's the direction I went. You know, I gravitated towards, I didn't have to, but I did. I gravitated towards people who... You know I was in a gang and all of that stuff and okay. you know things certain things were acceptable and certain things weren't acceptable. It was quite narrow really when you look at it. And women weren't really thought of, you know, they were kind of used in a lot of ways, you know. And um you know uh growing up nobody told me about sex like like my parents didn't mention it. They didn't tell me about sex. The school didn't even mention it, like not even in biology. It was a very backward school that I went to. Not even there was no even biology, there was no even animals, birds, there was nothing. Okay. Nothing. So you get to 13 or 14 and your body starts to change and it's exploding with all of these feelings. And it's secret. And it's mm. probably bad because you're a Catholic and nobody's mentioned it to you, you know? Sure. Yeah. So it is a pretty screwed up start to begin with. I think really.
1: This is just something that popped into my head, and if I'm wrong, uh, just l- let me know. But is this kind of what Come on Eileen was about as well? This this kind of uh, background where you grew up in, and and kind of those feelings that you didn't know what to do with.
0: Yeah, and that you're not supposed to have. Yeah, it was totally about that Irish Catholic kind of guilt, you know.
1: So, so what was that like growing up? Uh... Yeah, can can you just detail a little bit about what it was like growing up and how you found music then to to help uh, kind of channel these energies and these feelings?
0: Um, I don't know if I did find music to channel this. Growing up, it was like um, the church was like a big part of our life, you know. Not that my parents were that, I mean, they were a little bit spiritual, but mainly it was this was our tribe and this is what Mm. you did. I remember like doing my confession, you know, and we told that God is going to, we've got to be cleansed before God can enter into us, you know, and it sounded so exciting, like when you're seven or eight, I really believed in it totally. And, um, you know, and the highest thing that you could do was be a priest. And I think that they sent around forms when I was, we were about nine, if you wanted to have the calling, the vocation to be a priest, you know. Mm And I think it was more to impress my mother, really. I sort of, you know, said I wanted to be a priest and started to take Latin lessons. And But simultaneously, I was already kind of stealing and, you know, from shops and things like that. I had older brothers who were mm-hmm. uh, sort of sponsoring me into that world, you know, <laughs> guiding me. <laughs> and uh, so I was leading a double life, really. Okay. So that, that was a story in my life, my Catholicism life. Certainly, early childhood and onwards, like a double life. Certainly, when sex came around, because it's you know you you don't have, you're not supposed to be doing it.
1: Sure. So and it was that, a double life. And I can imagine once you enter the music industry, well, how did people in your environment then then perceive you doing music and and kind of having that success that you had? How how did the people around you kind of uh, perceive what you did? um it was hard to know because by that
0: time i'd sort of broken away from a lot of those guys you know and and i'd started you know hanging around doing punk i was in a punk band so i was more around you know musicians for the last few years before Dexy sort of happened but you know i would go back and see those guys and um every now and again you know and uh you know I think they were generally proud. They didn't say too much, you know, but I went to a funeral uh, of one of those guys. who's was a lovely guy, you know, some some years ago. And I saw a lot of those guys there. And um, I think some of them were probably a little bit annoyed that I didn't keep in touch more, you know. Um, maybe. I kind of picked that up. I could be wrong. But generally, generally, I think they were proud. I mean, I'm Facebook friends with some of them now, some of those guys. and Okay. They've said some really positive things about Dex's, you know, which is really nice to know. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they probably always thought, they thought I was a bit of a weirdo, some of them anyway. One of them used to call me Mary Quant, because (laughs) she was the fashion designer of the time. And I was always, you know, in the gang, I'd be the one saying, hang on, guys, no, 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 that shirt's not right. It's got to be like this. And, you know,
1: (laughs) they were more interested in other things, you know. But, but you mentioned something interesting and we can move this towards uh where we are are now uh your interest in fashion and in the aesthetics of what you do uh, had, had that always been a part of you and and every album was different and it was so so specific and iconic in a way so 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 how do you kind of navigate navigate that side of of what you do
0: that side of it's so easy for me okay. that's just fun it's just so natural to me you know I mean, occasionally I've been stumped and thinking, "Oh God, what can we wear?" <laughs> There's nothing, and then I think of something. I think, "Oh God, they're wearing that, so I can't wear that." You know, because it always has to be original. So, uh, but mostly it's just fun. That's sure. inherent in me. You know, ever since the youngest age, I was saying to my mum, "No, I don't want to wear that shirt. I like <laughs> this." It's just uh, my mum is the same, or she was the same. You know, she was like that too. So, yeah. Love what what was
1: the oh sorry, what what was the idea then for for this this kind of album release and this this because um, well for instance the red suit that you wear in the uh, um, I'm going to get free video and so well, what what kind of aesthetics were you looking for uh, for this new album?
0: Well, we decided like if you see the photographs of myself, Jim Patterson, Mike Timothy, and Sean Reed, we're all doing our own thing. Like I'm kind of dancing, Jim's got his fists up for a fight, Uh, Sean's got his briefcase, Mike is doing his meditation thing. So the idea is that we're all our own personality, it's not one uniform thing. We're all dressed differently to reflect our own characters. Hmm. Yeah, so the suit, there was no more meaning to it than that. I just liked it. I designed it myself and uh, had it made.
1: But if if we go to the music then, because you mentioned, uh, once you started to delve into certain songs that you already had, what were you looking for? You, one of the uh, songs was "Coming Home" that that had written had been written before. So, what did you find in that song that you thought, okay, this applies to to what I'm going through now?
0: Oh, I mean, that was really obvious. That song is, you know, about a guy coming out of a slump. You know, coming out of a mind-made slump and moving forward, you know. And it's full of optimism, really. And I just thought it it really fitted. I had to make some changes to it. But, um, you know, certainly the music really fitted. And, um, yeah. I just was looking for something good. I didn't know what I was looking for a lot of the time. Just, okay. You know, it's intuitive with me. If I hear a song, no, I can't use that. and Yeah, that could be good. And then we worked on it. And like I say, you know, there was some serendipity happened, some luck. You know, it's like, okay, we got these songs. How do we do them? Okay, look, actually, this can be a story. This can tell a narrative. It's just there's a bit of luck, really. I, I find
1: if you put the work in, you
0: tend to get the luck, you
1: know. What motivates you these days then? Because I kind of asked you, the, you always want to have something to say when you make music. But what what is the mo- motivation to make music these days? Because obviously you've had the success and everything, and 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 how do you define success these days? Let us ask it that way.
0: Well, I mean, it start the first thing is making a good record. That's the that's the that's the that's it. Without that, there's nothing. Because mm. I always felt bad about Churay. That's why we remixed it a couple of years ago because I knew the mixes weren't as good as they could have sounded so i was really happy to remix it so that always bugged me but the others i was fine with as long as you're happy when you leave the studio that's all that counts because it should stand then as a document of its time but i had that with all the others didn't have
1: it with two a eight but yeah with this one was... yeah with... sorry no, no i find it i have a question about that uh, but sorry go ahead sorry to interrupt
0: so yeah success is first of all making a good album that i'm happy with that i think is great so you've got to have something to say i can't just do it without having something to say i you know i need to have the passion to write and then uh once it's done yeah i want it to be successful i
1: want people to hear it yeah i'd like it to do well why not it's good enough <laughs> fair enough now uh, with with what you mentioned just now that i always find it interesting how art or or and then there can be a musical form. Uh, visual form doesn't matter how it is perceived when it is released and then over time uh, how it is perceived and then now what you just mentioned with the uh, two rye that you, you say you didn't have the best feeling with that album but you did with the albums uh the other ones and over time if, if we look at uh don't stand me down and They've they've risen in prominence over over time. At the time, perhaps they didn't do what what everybody wanted it to do, but now people can see it for what they are. How how are your feelings about certain bits of music that you've made in the past that that perhaps deserved a little bit more attention or or are more appreciated these days?
0: Well, I think they are now. They are right. The only the only two was my beauty and. um... Uh, was it My Beauty and Don't Stand Me Down those are the two and they've both been kind of reappraised in the right. media and amongst people yeah. and I get a lot of people coming up to me saying they love Don't Stand Me Down <laughs> I think the best album we made probably certainly up to the point that we released it was One Day I'm Going to Soar I think that one um, you know I'd like to see that one get more, more prominence really yeah
1: Can you give me one quick, uh, maybe a song or maybe just a bit of uh, uh, lyric or what is it about that album or something specific that you can point to? Like, I'm really happy how this turned out.
0: One Day I'm Gonna saw? Yeah. Well, it was like, it wasn't like, it was actually the fourth Dixie's album, but it was really a first album Mm -hmm. because we had 20 odd years to write that album. You know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, It wasn't like anything that we'd done, really, I don't think. I mean, in some ways, it sort of picked up from Don't Stand Me Down, but not really. And I was happy with the sound of it. I thought the sound of the, you know, the production was original and different. Not c- completely unique, but it sounded different. It was live sounding. I wanted that. And again, it's got a narrative running right through it. It tells a story. And I think all the songs are good, and I think it was well executed.
1: You know, it really works. In, in that sense, it's, it's the... This it's this new album. Then uh, does it feel like a fresh start as well? Because I can see some similarities between those. And yeah, yeah,
0: it really does feel like a fresh start. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, oh, it, it's it's a it, it was like I said, it's a blank slate. The fact the fact that I'd sort of practically given up on music by 2017 means that you know it was I was coming at it new. Yes, we use some of the old songs, but we just mm. we just saw how can we use them in a way that's relevant now it wasn't like we're just going back to our old songs it was what ideas have we got that we can use and take forward it was like that you know
1: and i don't I don't know how many people have already kind of heard the album or, and obviously some people have heard the songs but what if the, what has the response been uh I, I would i would ask especially from women to this album what, what have you heard from the people around you kind of uh yeah, that, what, what is their interpretation of this album?
0: Well, I've had some great responses um, particularly from the song The Feminine Divine and also my submission that song, mm. but um, from women um, a friend of mine sort of a friend, said this is great, Feminine Divine every woman should hear this, thanks for this. Uh, my daughter when she heard it, who's in her 40s um, she left me a message and she was crying saying, mm. this is a song that needed to be written and needs to be heard she said i'm really proud that it's my father doing it so that was nice um but it hasn't really got out there yet because the only people who've heard it are, are critics you know sure right? <laughs> friends of mine you know so, so. no, but
1: it's interesting that i think it's uh yeah i think it's worthwhile uh, topic obviously to talk about, but it's also interesting to hear somebody's personal transformation through those those ideas and and uh, yeah, trying to to improve. I I will, yeah. I don't know if that's the right description.
0: Okay, totally.
1: That's what that's what's trying to happen. Yeah. So uh, finally, then once the, the once the album uh, will be released uh, in July, I believe, and then in September you go uh, play live. What what is it about? The live aspect that you still enjoy?
0: Um, well, I I I don't um, that much unless again we got something to say. It's not like mm. I'm one of them guys who needs to be on a stage. That's why right. I'm so little performing. You know, you hear, I hear musicians. You know, they go out and they love to get up if there's a band they want to sing or play. And I'm just not that guy at all. Okay. Um, I don't love it, but I do like doing something good. Same as with the album. So. Uh, What I'm pleased about, or excited about, and also very nervous about, is the first half of this show, we're going to play the complete album, and we're going to act it out, as well as perform it musically. Theatrical performance of the narrative. We've got a female protagonist, Claudia. She's American. She's coming over. And uh, me and her are going to play out the the whole thing in front of the audience. (laughs) It's theatres. And then there'll be an intermission and then we'll come back and we we'll play the old stuff
1: being back on stage and 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 touring again are you in it for the long haul in in a sense uh, because you've been doing this so uh, for so long and and the gym has uh been alongside you for for a long time um do you see is the aim to keep doing this no uh, you know again it comes back to uh,
0: feeling inspired having something to say um I do feel there's another album after this. I've got, we've got the concept for it. It's a completely different concept. And it's a, um, we've got some songs written. Not the whole album, but a good few that that are workable. Definitely good, good enough. If we can get them done right, you know. Um, So I can see another album, um, hopefully. Depends how this one goes, I guess. But I can't see beyond that. At the moment i'm not thinking it's not about keeping going keeping going Mm. it's definitely not about that for me it's about having it's about the project and i can see this project which we've done now and we're promoting it and playing live and then i can see the next one but after that i have no idea i can't see it i can't i haven't got any more ideas after that put it that way
1: so you have to live life a little bit and see if the ideas pop in
0: yeah or they might or they might not yeah
1: (laughs) I like that open ending though. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and I wish you all the best with the album.
0: Uh, Thanks so much, Robin.